Hey everybody, my name is Jesse Collings, and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro wrestling media, we talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture, and we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television. This is a show focusing on the biggest topics in pro wrestling and doing a deep dive on the real stories behind the surface level analysis you might find elsewhere. The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a try. Thanks. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 30 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show, and the podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms. And if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review, and you can go to Voices of Wrestling dot com slash donate to donate to the podcast if you're feeling generous i'm gerard detroit here with paul vosh paul how are you doing i'm doing pretty good gerard i'm actually currently looking at flights to japan for the end of the year oh so. are, are you going to be at the big year-end all japan show at yoyogi um uh, well pro wait when is that one i think it's on the 31st 31st oh i might actually make that one yeah 
because I was definitely aiming for the Noah New Year show and obviously Wrestle Kingdom and the New Year was for all Japan. But if that is on the 31st, then I'm actually going to make that one. So I can add that to the trip as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm just co- uh, getting through what I think was COVID, which I finally caught after nearly three years. Ooh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things is like, because I hadn't caught COVID in the nearly three years, I hadn't been sick at all. Like, you know, nothing else. No flu, yeah. no cold. So like, we're probably going on closer to four years since I've actually been sick with anything. And uh, finally being sick again is not fun. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, that it sounds like a good thing. I've been sick in four years. <laughs> Just, I mean, I also think I had like like a very mild form of it, like last year or whatever. But I also got like a proper, like, you know, sinus infection. And yeah, let me tell you that that was also the first time since like 2020 that I got one. And I was like, oh, yeah, this this sucks. This is this is awful. So, yeah, no, I, I can understand why you're like, yeah, no, probably happier without having caught like any kind of infection. I mean, I don't know for sure. I kept testing negative, but like started with the sore throat and my taste was gone yeah. for a bit. So I'm just assuming it was, yeah. but it, it yeah, really... no, that, that's, yeah, that's how it went for me as well. Like I tested negative, but then I had like all of the symptoms like in a pretty mild form and then it went away after a couple of days. Yeah. It was, ba- it's just basically a bad cold, but uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to try not to hack up, uh, have my hand uh, <laughs> uh, hovering over the mute button, but I'm almost, I'd say maybe 85% now. So I'm good to go on the podcast. Paul, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. A lot has been happening. Uh, a lot of things have been happening. So we're going to start over with All Japan Pro Wrestling with uh, their Excite series. Um 2023 at the Esforda Arena Hachioji Sub Arena, which is out like way on the western edge of Tokyo Metropolis. They drew uh, 1,398 fans, which I think is a pretty good number, all things considered. Yeah, uh, the building looked pretty full. Like I couldn't really see any empty seats. I mean, it might just be that they set up seats based on how many people bought tickets. But like, for example, in the bleachers, the bleachers looked full as well. So. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Uh, success from that end and so we start off with uh, Shitaro Shino and Ryuki Honda defeated Dan Tamara and Hikaru Sato in 7 minutes and 48 seconds with the final vent uh, from Honda on uh, Tamara I think this is sort of getting uh, Gungnir of Anarchy back into contention for the tag titles I mean it was a good little opener I mean you could argue it was too short but uh, I think we're getting a challenge from them to regain the titles sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that's definitely what's happening here as well. Actually, one random thought I had while watching this match is, should Dan Tamara change his hair color? Because didn't he, like, dye his hair blonde to, like, emulate Suwama in the first place? Should he go back to the red uh, mohawk? Yeah. <laughs> or something completely different. Yeah. Um, I know. I think he looks fine with that. Uh, you know. I don't know. I like for some reason I just thought in this match that he just looks like a mini Sawama, which was the point originally, but feels a bit weird now. Mm-hmm. And next up we had uh, Takao Mori, Masao Inoue, Rising Hayato, and Oji Shiba defeating Black Mensa Ray, Ricky Fuji, uh, Reijin Yaguchi, and Sushi in 9 minutes and 40 seconds when Hayato pins Sushi with the Sid Vicious. Um, I thought this was like not as bad as I thought it could have been. It was fine. 
Uh, Ricky Fuji, who had a stroke yeah. last year, didn't do anything, though, really. No, I mean, he looked good for a guy that had a stroke last year, let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't look good, but he looked good for a guy that very much shouldn't be wrestling. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that was sort of the, well, I guess, comedy match of the show. Um, yeah. Next up. N- and like, right, like, Yaguchi was there because Onida was on the show, basically. Yeah, he follows Onida everywhere. And so it's a guaranteed yeah. booking. Um, next up, uh, Naruki Doi and Hokuto Omori defeated Naoya Nomura and Ryo Inoue in 8 minutes and seven, 17 seconds with a uh, Bakatare sliding kick from Doi on Inoue. I thought this was great. Um, and I thought the finishing sequence between Inoue and Doi rocked. Yeah, that was really, really good. Um, Inoue continues to impress. And this little faction of Minoru Suzuki, Doi, and Hokuto is pretty great actually yeah but but still hasn't gotten a name like i'm like i said like i don't expect it to be that it's a crossover faction with new japan and it turns out that this is all just like strong style which is what the new faction of suzuki despi and uh renarita is called but it would fit like they all still have kind of the same gear color as well but yeah we'll see if we eventually get like the actual name for the faction as well but yeah, as you said, I thought also thought like the finishing sequence between Inoue and Doi like really rocked as well. Like I thought like this wasn't just a Doi character. Like Inoue really like held his own here as well. Oh, absolutely. So I'm actually really excited to see a match between these two when Inoue is like no longer a young boy and they can like do an actual match. Yeah. Uh, next up in a tornado bunkhouse current blast death match for the All Asia. Tag Team Championship. Atsushi Onida and Yoshitatsu defeated Nosawa Ranga and Kendo Kashin in 9 minutes and 13 seconds when Onida uh, pinned uh, Nosawa after a current like blast uh, hit from the bat. Paul, I gotta say, uh, considering that uh, Nosawa and Kashin were involved in like a worst match of the year contender uh, <laughs> last month to win the titles, uh, this was like okay. For what it was. Yeah, this exceeded expectations. I guess you can say that. A lot. <laughs> I mean, this is not a Because I expected this to be horrible and it wasn't. Well, no, because it was basically uh, Onida giving, like, Nosawa lots of, like, unprotected weapon shots to the head, too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's really the only reason why this worked, because this was essentially more like an Onida-Nosawa singles match. Like, a did Yoshitatsu ever actually tag in? Like, I'm trying to remember if there's anything that he I, did I can barely remember anything Yoshitatsu did in this match. Yeah, like, I remember a little bit Kashin doing stuff, but I don't remember anything Yoshitatsu did. So, yeah, this was, like, just basically, you know, Sava was just, like, if you want to beat me, you have to kill me, old man. And Onita just being, like, okay, then I will kill you. And just, like, when he just repeatedly just hit him over the head with just the, the like, just completely dissipating like table pieces and Nosawa was just kind of standing there and just taking it taking it taking it that that was actually a ton of fun yeah and uh now uh this is in the media like a day or two ago like Onida's like don't retire Nosawa I want to have another match for the (laughs) all Asia tag titles so I don't know if I mean if I'm Nosawa after this match where I mean one thing I always like think about when I'm watching these kind of black current blast staff matches is like it has to take so it has to like suck so much to take one of these bats because you basically just take like a small explosion to the face 
yeah um i i'm not sure what the mechanics are like yeah i don't know um I mean, it's it's obviously not super harmful, but like it's still like you take essentially like a small firework explosion to the face. Yeah, like it 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 sucks. <laughs> if no, like I remember like a few years back when Tsubama and Onida did one of these, and I remember like watching like the YouTube highlights of that, and you can just like if you like watch that video like slowly, you can just pinpoint the moment where Tsubama realizes that it was a bad idea for him to agree to this match. <laughs> yeah, so um. That was completely passable. The crowd did get into Onita by the end, of course. It's Onita. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I have to say, though, like obviously, like Muto has no knees and all of that, but his shining wizard still looks ten times more devastating than Onita's stunners do. Oh my god! Like those are just actually sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, well, obviously Onita has like knee issues too. Um, yeah. So yeah, th- those look like they couldn't hurt a ninety-year-old. Um, no, th- those literally like always look like the guy is just actually leaning over to make them work in any way. I shape mean, or this form. is Steve Austin giving Vince McMahon a stunner at the last WrestleMania level, almost. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then next up, we have uh, Yuji Nagata, Suji Ishikawa, and Yuma Anzai defeated Suwama, Jun Saito, and Rei Saito of Voodoo Murders in 13 minutes and 47 seconds when Nagata pinned Suwama with a backdrop hold. Uh, this is actually kind of good. Because, um, you know, I mean, with Voodoo Murders, it could go either good or it could go shit. And, of course, there's this whole, like, ongoing, like, Suwama versus the Saitos going on at the same time. Yeah, how much longer do we think that that keeps going? It's just, I mean, at this point, I guess, until uh, uh, until the uh, Ota Ward show, right? I mean, it has to. Yeah, uh, I thought maybe there was a chance that Suwama would not be Voodoo Murders at the Dome, but I think he... No, I don't think. Yeah, I think he's going to be. I think we're past that point, obviously. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, but otherwise, like, aside from the endless storyline, I, I also thought this was a really good match as well. Uh, I thought like Suwama like kind of worked his ass off here as well. Just yeah, I, I thought like he was really like the guy that kind of stood out to me in the match. Yeah, I mean when he wants to try, he still are uh, you know doesn't do stupid shit in the match. He's still good, very good, I think. Yeah, yeah. and so I guess yeah. So then Nagata will be the next challenger then. Uh, next up for the PWF World Junior Heavyweight Championship, Atsuki Aoyagi defeated Kotaro Suzuki in 12 minutes and 4 seconds with a Firebird Splash to make his fifth successful defense of the title. Uh, this rocked. Yeah, no, this was awesome. I uh, I thought we both went into this match having really high expectations, and I think it very much delivered on those expectations as well. Like I thought this was, I would say this was his best title defense. Like, I thought this was really yep. good, and I think this is, like, my favorite Kotaro Suzuki match since his uh, title defense against how like, two years ago at this point? I don't remember how long ago that was. Actually, I think the Rising so, Haido match was better, but this would be the second best. Yeah. No, this was this was just great. Uh, like, I thought just, like, Suzuki was just, like, the to me, is, like, kind of, like, the perfect guy for, like, Atsuki to face right now. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think they have, like, somewhat, like, similar styles in some ways. 
So, well, obviously, Ayoagi being like a lot more of a high flyer, but I think like Suzuki is like the perfect guy for him to like learn things off from as well. Yeah, and, and Suzuki was like gung ho in putting the young guy over too. So, yeah. And then after. And also, like, did you see kind of the crowd like giving him like a lot of respect after the match as well? Yeah, definitely. And then after the match, uh, Naruki Doi attacked Atsuki and challenged for the title. And that's going to come up soon. We'll talk about that next show yeah. in a minute. Hildo is so good. <laughs> yep. Um, it's so it's just so much fun, and yeah, uh, I I have very much predictions about uh, that match. And in the main event for the Triple Crown, Kento Miyahara defeated Yuma Aoyagi in 28 minutes and 10 seconds with a shutdown German suplex hold to make his fourth defense in his current run with the title. Uh, this was awesome. I think. I think this is the best All Japan match so far this year. I, I know uh, we're only only in February, but there have been a number of uh, really great matches in All Japan this year that have been getting a lot of attention, I should say, as well, uh, much more so than in previous years. I think it's a mix of uh, things are you know, starting to improve in the booking and Naoya Nomura returning and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this match... Uh, also featured Aoyagi kicking out of the shutdown German, uh, which he I don't believe he's ever done before. So I think nope. they continue to sort of b- plant those seeds of, um, you know, Yuma eventually beating Kento. And I love the finish. Um, Yuma missed the spin kick and then Mihara just charged at him to grab the uh, mm-hmm. shutdown German. And I thought that worked really well. Yeah, because I think to me that kind of showed like, this wasn't like Yuma getting a dominant win over... Uh, this wasn't Kento getting a dominant win over Yuma. This was basically just like... Yuma just misses one move and then Kento just immediately capitalizes on it and just like... Just immediately just goes for the shutdown to like put him away. Like I also like that the, that it actually kind of looked a bit sloppy as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think that just added to the desperation of the move. So uh, I thought... Like, to me, like, the next time these two have a triple crown match, like, it is going to be Yuma beating Kento. Yeah, I... Like, the next time they have a title I match. know people didn't like this and were not happy that he won. And I was a little skeptical of going back to it this soon, but I thought it really turned out very well. Yeah. And, well, to be quite honest, to me, the match was like... I was like, oh, yeah, this is a this is a great match, but I've seen these two have better matches. Was I was like, yeah, okay. No, I think this is the whatever. best match they've had. Because no, 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 no. Uh, sorry, let, let me finish. Um, until Yuma kicked out of the shutdown, because I thought that was the finish. Oh, okay. So until that moment, I was like, oh, I thought these two had better matches, but I thought it was still really great. And then he kicked out of the shutdown, and then the whole match just went into like a whole nother level after that. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like to me, this is the best match that all Japan has had this year. But it really like went to that next level when he kicked out of it, and I think that's why it's so important that that move is so protected all the time. Because mm-hmm. when I saw that, I was like, "Okay, that's it. That's the end of the match." And then he kicks out, and I lost my mind. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think what there's maybe one to two kickouts of the shutdown German a year. I know I'm trying to think of people who've kicked out. Uh, Naoya Nomura. I don't think it's that many. Jake like, Lee has. Like... Naoya Nomura has. Hasuwama. Yeah. Um, has Ishikawa? I'm not I sure can't if think Suwama ever has. I think he might have. And I don't know if Zeus ever has. And that's like the only people I can think of that even would have. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I mean, still at one or two times a year, I think that's perfect and very protected still. Yeah. 
And, and especially because Yuma has never done it before as well. Yeah. And then after the match, um, Yuji Nagata finally came out <laughs> to challenge again. <laughs> and uh, that's going to happen uh, this weekend. And we'll talk about that show in a second. And then also, um, uh, Yuma and Kento seem to be friends again because Yuma and Atsuki, as well as Rising Hayato, Shuji Shikawa, Yuma Anzai, and Ryo Inoue came in uh, to sort of form a new sort of hauntai unit that's called All Japan New Era. And they seem to be uh, wanting to defend All Japan against outsiders, which I sort of took not just New Japan, but also NOAA. And mm -hmm. also uh, great because they announced on this show, March 18th at Corken Hall, uh, it will be All Japan versus Great uh, show. But nothing has been announced yet. I thought that was actually kind of important because Kento hasn't been like a member of the home army like ever really. Because from the moment like from the moment he started his push, like he was an extreme, like originally just him and Jake. Yeah. And then obviously like the original version with uh, him, Jake, uh uh Noya Nomura and Yuma Eoyagi. And then it kinda of whittled down to just Kento and then it kind of rebuilt itself after that. But, like, he was always labeled as an extreme, like, even when it was just down to just him. Yeah. And so, I like, this is an actual, like, big, like, change for him. Yeah, and because he was an exceed when he joined All Japan, right? Yeah, and then he was voodoo murderers as well. Mm, hadn't he left by the time he joined All Japan? Uh, probably, yeah. So, but, yeah, so, but he basically went from exceed to an extreme, more or less directly. Yeah. So that's a different uh, sort of tact that they're going with that. And I think uh, yeah. we'll have more about what exactly that completely means um, very soon. Uh, also, do you think they're going to have like a unit dispense or like something like that match with Voodoo Murderers? I think they could. I think, I think Voodoo Murderers might implode on its own too. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's sure taking its time yeah. to do that. Yeah. And then, so we go to uh, February 19th at Corrigan Hall. Uh, Champion Carnival participants will be announced on the show, uh, Paul. And uh, I, um, earlier today, sort of took a look uh, at a certain foreigner's uh, Twitter timeline to see if there were any hints that he would be returning. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about Cyrus. And uh, he's been tweeting a lot in Japanese. Mm, interesting. And he's got some new merch that he was showing mm -hmm. off in the last couple of days. And a uh, friend of the show, uh, Dr. Uh, Jonathan Foy, author of uh, The Mudo Years and Gambaru, uh, asked him, are you going to be returning? To, this was at the end of January. Are you going to be returning to mm -hmm. Japan soon or anytime soon? And he said, very soon. So I'm assuming Cyrus is in the Champion Carnival. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, like, I would be surprised if he's not. Like, if yeah. That just makes all the sense in the world after the run edit he's had. So. Uh, and the fact that like one of the most influential people in the company very clearly loves him. Yes. Um, I think that really helps him too. Even though he was probably brought in originally by Tajiri, which is funny. Yeah. He was like one of yeah. the <laughs> Tajiri recruit survivor types. Because other foreigners that Tajiri has recruited have been uh, not brought, brought back. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but uh, since we're on the chat... Gianni Valletta will never get that triple crown shot, will he? No, he won't. Uh, but maybe he'll get a Kyushu Pro title shot. Oh, I'm sure he will. <laughs> Didn't he already? 
I don't know. I do know that he was brought in for that tag yeah, tournament. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Um, anyway. But yeah, do you have any guesses who else is going to be in the champion? Well, game? yeah, I was going to get to that. Uh, what do you think of... Uh, well, do you think Nagata's in it? I think there's a really good chance he's going to be in it. And I do think we're going to get like a Noah participant, at least one Noah participant as yep, well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think it's going to be a Congo member. Yep. Uh, is it Soya or is it a bigger name? I think it might be Keno. Yeah? Like, if we just look at, like, all of the... If you look at, like, all of the, like, stuff they've recently done to, like, build up that match at the Mudo retirement show, like, they've kind of shifted it all over to Keno. Like, he is the guy cutting the promos and everything. It's kind of incredible that Keno has basically taken over this angle, even though all he talks about is Kento and Nakajima. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he is the best promo out of all of them, so... Yeah. Makes some sense, but it's still kind of weird that he's just like, hey, yeah, Kento, don't you hate Nakajima and not me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he took shots at Yuma as well. Yeah. Just being like, oh. And Yuma has been saying that he's a good looking guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's very possible uh, too. Uh, it also makes sense as to why they're running Oda Ward for the Champion Carnival Finals. Yeah. Um, Do you think we're getting a great participant as well? T-Hawk would be my guess. We've had T-Hawk before. Yeah, but he's a good... I mean, I love T-Hawk, but like, if I would rather have someone new instead. Uh, Hayato... Like someone that hasn't been Hayato here before. Hayato Tamara. That would, that would be a good one. Actually, uh, uh, Izuchi would be a nice one as well. He's a I little small. He a talent. They're going to put someone like Izuchi's size in the Champion Carnival? I know that T-Hawk's yeah, a little different, not. I think. Because he's an established name. I mean... I know that he's more looking doing the UWF stuff, but Takanori Ito would be a nice one. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would absolutely take Ito. Um, what else fit the like, former Wrestle 1 uh, connection as well? Yeah, so um, yeah, so it's nine block shows and uh, at final show. So I'm guessing six to eight guys per block. Yeah, yeah. so like, there's a lot of space in there. Like, but the only other thing that I'm obviously curious about, are there going to be other foreigners in there as well? Um, I'm going to lean... I can't really think of anyone. I'm going to lean towards no, but I would love to be surprised. But yeah. I don't think it would be someone that has been in all Japan before. No. And then, I mean, the thing is, like, who is really out there that isn't really signed anywhere as well um, that you could bring in? Well, I have some ideas, and I, but I, I don't know if... Um, like, someone like Calvin Tankman. Oh, God. Yeah. I think he would be great in all yeah. Japan. Brian Keith would be amazing as well. Is he? How big is Brian Keith? Yeah, they're only like oh. most of the foreigners they're bringing in as heavyweights are going to be big. Yeah, true. Um, uh, Brian Keith is ah uh, yeah no okay he is the same well he is a hundred kilos but he is a hundred and seventy five centimeters yeah so same size as Nakajima so probably not yeah I just think I mean yeah they just love the big. Like, if they're bringing in the heavyweights, they love the big guys. Which is why I think Tankman um, would be ideal. Yeah, Tankman makes a lot of sense. But, I mean, I, like that's just pure speculation of, like, okay, well, who's on the indies that they could probably afford that would fit their uh, size requirements or what they look <laughs> for in, in foreigners? Um, yeah. So, yeah, but that's just pure, absolute pure speculation. Michael Elgin. Oh, um, God, please, no. No. <laughs> no. I mean, he might not even be able to get back into Japan. No, yeah, and, no. And, I, think, I think it's done. And 
when he left New Japan, it like he probably like pissed people off. But other companies don't yeah. bring in, don't poach foreigners that have done dumb shit. Yeah, especially now that he's done dumb shit with two companies. Yeah, right. Um, so he's a problem in the locker room, and then he, you know, whatever else he did. <laughs> yeah, you know, so that's that's a big um, no. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about him. Yeah. Um, and then, so the uh, matches on the Korokin show are, we've got Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamara, and Oji Shiba versus Kataro Suzuki, Rising Hayato, and Ryo. In a way, is the opening match. I actually have <laughs> very high expectations for this that match. <laughs> I mean, it is only an opening match, but like that's, that's three really good, uh, six really good guys. In the, uh... Unfortunately, probably like seven minutes. Um, yeah. But that would rock if they gave him like 12 even. And then um, next up, Shotaro Ashino, Ryuki Honda, and Masao Hanabata versus Yoshi Tatsu, Raisuke Taguchi, and Master Wado. <laughs> uh, poor Gung Nirvanakrate's probably, well, Hanabata's taking the fall here. Yeah, probably. Um, but ugh. now, did you see you s- that, that, that New Japan team is rough? Like, I mean, Vato has improved. Oh, I like Vato like, now, yeah. I have no Taguchi's use for Taguchi. useless now. He doesn't try. Like, I mean, yeah. he's a great yeah. wrestler when he tries, but he just simply doesn't yes. try anymore. But that's been it's like gone, what, five years ago at this well, point. Well, no, he was having good matches. Like, he would have like good best of the Super Juniors up until like 2019, but he doesn't even try anymore yeah. in those. Because he was still good for like two or three matches a year, but yeah. not even that now. Is that, you know, so... Um, Paul, did you see that uh, Yusuke Kodama has joined a faction in Great with Takanori Ito? And, yes. Uh, who's the third member? Uh, I don't remember. I actually saw that yesterday on the show, but yeah, it's the Yan family. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I haven't heard anything, but is like Kodama like out of Gungnir? What is he, out of all Japan? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he might be another one of those guys that like falls victim to like all Japan, like bring in like higher paid like like outsiders basically yeah I, this might be uh strange to say but if i had to choose between kodama and uh, hanabata these days i'd probably go with hanabata i mean i really like yeah. him and i think he's underrated oh yeah i oh, yeah, know yeah, he's also like a perfect like fall guy as well oh, absolutely so. so i think and i think he fits the vibe of gangi of anarchy a lot better than kodama did yeah because like Hanabata actually has like a like an amateur grounded style, whereas yeah. Kodama is sort of the outlier stylistically of those guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if it is just a free people thing now, like I think that's a better combination, <laughs> which, which sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, but I like it, so it'll be good. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, we've got Shuji Shikawa, uh, Oscar Loibe, and the returning Renayabe finally who only started wrestling again, I think, in late December. So um, he mm. was out several months with, his collapsed with, that, lung. with that collapsed lung. Uh, they're taking on the team of Takao Mori, Toriano, and Black Menso Ray. Um, Paul, who loses here? Because this is sort of interesting. Because, like, Menso, like, you got the team of big, very large men, but one of them is a young lion. But on the other side, yeah, you've got so... Menso Ray, who could, you know, just eat a... <laughs> Shujishikawa running knee or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, normally I would absolutely say, like, 
the Fuji Chicago team is winning here, but again, Loewe is a young lion, and young lions always take the fall. So I could see him get like rolled up by Yano or something like that, or he just eats like a lariat from Omori. Yep. So that'll be interesting. But I don't think it's impossible that Loewe, Loewe's team wins either. Yeah. But it would be Mensal Ray taking the fall. Yeah, yeah, yes, no. <laughs> I don't think any of the other two are in any chance they take the fall. Yeah. Although the wildest one obviously would be like Loibe pins Omori. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then next up, uh, we have uh, Voodoo Murder, Suwama, uh, Jun Saito, and Rei Saito versus the Young Lion team of Yuto uh, Nakashima, Ryohei Oiwa, and Kosei Fujita. Um, it will be very interesting to see Saito... It, the Saito's in there against the New Japan Young Lions for sort of just like a <laughs> yes. compare and contrast these wrestlers that have, all have what? Like, when did the, all those New Japan, they, like the Saito's are going to be two years this summer. They have comparable, I think, yeah. And I don't think those other guys have been much longer, which is sort of funny. Uh, Kosei Fujita. Yeah, he made his debut in 2021. In August 2021. Oh, that's right. I think the Saitos were July 2021. Yeah, so very comparable, like, length of career. Paul, what's the chances of, like, one of the young lions pinning a Saito here? So they're not zero, surprisingly, I would say. No, especially like, I if... I think it's still especially if very it, likely that... Okay, Suwama gives, like, Ray a lariat because he's pissed at him. And then, like, yeah, Oiwa exactly. rolls him up. Or Fuji to... Yeah, or probably not. Without the whole storyline, I think the chance is zero. But with the whole storyline, I think they actually have like a small chance. Actually, like Suwama Lariat's Ray or June, and then like Nakashima pins um, one of them uh, because also I think we're going to uh, Anzai versus Nakashima at some point. Mm-hmm. So I think that would make sense. But still, I'm still going to assume Voodoo Murders wins. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's like like Uiva eats like a uh, backdrop suplex. Yeah, and get yeah, pinned. it'll be Suwama pinned. But yeah, them. with the whole storyline going on, there's a small off chance there. Yeah. Next up, this was just announced a couple of days ago, and it's quite the surprise uh, because he, I think he was originally announced for Battle in the Valley, but he was pulled from the show for unknown reasons. Yeah. Uh, for I don't know. Anyway, it's had to make more time for money. Yeah, um, so anyway, we're getting Shingo Takagi versus Yuma Anzai, and it's going to rock. <laughs> yes. Um, I would assume at this point, because uh, I know, like, they've thrown in, like, I think of that Minoru Suzuki match that Anzai had, but they're going to, this has got to, they're going to give him at least 10 minutes, right? I hope. Yeah, no, 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 I don't think this is going to be a squash. Like, I think that has a decent chance to get, like, a, because, like, they just, like, like, for a young boy, like, Yuma Anzai is just like very heavily protected. Yeah. So like even if he loses, he generally gets like a decent amount of time. So I think yeah, this has a very good chance to actually go like a good little while, like ten minutes. I yeah, I think that's like a realistic chance for this one. This also has the potential to be Yuma's best match as well. Absolutely. So far, I think uh, uh, Anzai's best singles match so far was that one against Ishikawa. Yeah. Um, and I think that could top this. If yeah. they actually get like ten minutes, um, yeah, no, no. But I think yeah, he can like he's gonna like bump his ass off for Shingo here. Now, I mean, it could just be Shingo hyping it up. But he says it's Shingo in his tweet 
like when he quote tweeted this announcement, he's like, who's the triple crown champion right now? <laughs> now, do you think this is just a one-off because Shingo was available or uh, do you think we'll see more Shingo? See, that's actually what I was wanted to ask you now is, do you think he's going to be in champion carnival? I don't think it's impossible. And uh, I think that that Okada match for the title was just a, we need uh, you know a filler title defense at the, for the yeah. new beginning tour. And I think that Shingo got his IWGP world heavyweight title run. And I think he's now back to the mid card for with the occasional maybe title challenge. But I think, mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to do anything else with them in new Japan, especially with no. all the other guys they've got. Right. Yeah. I think like, I think he might be one of the guys that is like a bit of a victim of them trying to push like all of their new, like young, like potential main eventers essentially. So people like Renarita and Shota Umino, so, because, like, at the end of the day, yeah, Shingo has done really well in New Japan, and he has drawn money and all of that, but he still is not a New Japan, like, true-born guy, and those guys are always, like, the first ones to get, like, de-emphasized, essentially. Well, that being said, Taichi seems to still have a role. Yeah, but, like, I also think, like, he's a guy that has been, like, very much, like, Push down the card a bit as well with the like new faction and everything. So do you think really? Because I thought like he got that big spot with Osprey. Oh yeah, well, true. Yeah. So we'll see. So I mean, it, maybe like to me for just for guys doesn't feel like an act that is like gonna be an upper card act. Oh no, that's more of the M maybe that was just something to throw together. But like like I said, it wouldn't wouldn't shock me if Shingo just finds himself in like mid card purgatory for here on out. Yeah. Uh, and he takes Japan. maybe like a few more bookings outside as well as far as they, as far as he can. Well, yeah, I mean he came back to Dragon Gate, and uh, yeah, so that so I mean I mean if they can get him, you know they should use him. Oh yeah, no, 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 they should use him. Like his run in the Champion Carnival was amazing. Like that was like the Champion Carnival that he was in was one of the best ones. Like that one was amazing. Uh, he beat Kento. Yeah, he's oh you know Kento needs his win back. Yeah, um, <laughs> or he needs to get a triple crown shot. Yeah, if he beats him again. Yeah. And then um, next up, we have Yuma Aoyagi and Naoya Nomura in a non-title match. I guess Minoru Suzuki and Hokuto Omori. Um, I don't know what to think of this. Uh, because, you know, I think we said this before, but like, you know, I think Minoru Suzuki versus Kento is the main event of the March 21st Oda War gym show. Mm. Or is it? Um, so do... Suzuki and Omori win here to set up a tag title match next month, or does just like Omori eat like you know a pin here? I mean, it is weird that it is a non-title match, and it just feels like this is a a way. This just hurts the momentum of uh, the new Suzuki faction if they lose. Yeah, to the tag champions too in a non-title match. Yeah. Um, so I mean, could they maybe do it as like a no contest? Yeah, I mean, if it's setting something up, so... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It is definitely a very curious one. Like, I'm actually interesting, like, if something... Like, there has they to be something just coming out of this. They should have made this a tag title match. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is weird that it, this isn't just a tag title match. Like, mm -hmm. uh, So we'll see about yeah. that. I mean, I think it'll be a good match, though. Yeah, no, no, no. I think this has potential to be really good, but it's just a very curious decision to book this at this point. Yeah. 
And then uh, in the semi-main event uh, for the PWF World Junior Champion, Junior Heavyweight Championship, uh, Atsuki Oyagi will try for his sixth defense of the title against Naruki Doi. And Paul, I think it's fair to say that we both think that uh, Doi is winning here. Yeah, I'm actually so certain that I'm actually going to lock up Doi winning here. Okay. Like, I'm very certain Doi is beating him, like, because I think it's, like, I think, like, Aoyagi has had a great, like, first title reign, but, like, generally, like, the first title reign isn't, like, the long one, like, and it's already, like, he's already has, like, six defenses under his belt. For this title or in the last few five years, defenses. five defenses is a long title reign. Yeah, exactly. So, I think this has already been, like, a really good title reign, and I think Doi also feels hot as well, and I think... Yeah. I think like Aoyagi loses enough. Like he's been put over like a ton by like other people, and yeah, I think he, he loses just... nothing against losing against someone the level of Doi. And I think it it actually is better if he loses here, and has to like build himself back up and then maybe come back like later in the year and then get the title back from Doi. Yeah, um, especially I mean we've got a bunch of big shows coming up through the spring and summer, so I mean there's yeah. plenty of opportunities to put you know Atsuki getting his big revenge win on a big show yeah and you can actually like main event like smaller shows with or like not even smaller shows you could in theory main event like a Corrigan show with Doi as well and draw a pretty good house yeah uh the only thing is uh, how many challenges does Doi have <laughs> um I mean he'll probably get two or three defenses at least yeah I mean like his matches would be all fresh. Like he can like defend it against Hayato. He can defend it against Dan. He can defend it against Sato. Like have those two ever had a singles match, Doi and Sato? I don't think so. Yeah. So like that's like immediately one that I think like you could put on like the Oda Ward show, for example. Uh, actually, yes, that would be a good match for Oda Ward. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. It'll... So that also gives away who gets the pin in the opener. <laughs> Very possible. Hey, if Sato gets that win in the opener then he could very well be coming out so i'd watch for that mm-hmm. um and then in the main event uh, for the triple crown uh making his uh, fifth attempt at the defense it'll be kento miyahara versus yuji nagata i mean i suppose we could unpack this first i'll say what are the chances of nagata winning because they are playing up uh nagata is going for the trifecta of iwgp ghc and now triple crown and you know, Noah followed through on that angle with Kojima last year. I mean, I think it's absolutely possible, but it's weird that it just happens on like a current, yeah, like on a current with like no build, yeah, with two weeks, on, like, of build. two weeks, yeah, with two weeks build, like and like no shows in between mm-hmm. as well to really like build it up. I could also s- like that just feels weird, yeah. Now, also, I feel like Nagata wants to be doing stuff, clearly, because he's working all Japan and he's been frustrated in the past just doing nothing in, in New Japan. But at the same time, I could see him also not wanting to be like the top champion of a company at his age. Yeah, and then, and then who do you do at Ota World? Like, because it's weird if you main event an all Japan Ota World show with two New Japan guys. No, uh, the only match they could do at Ota World if Nagata wins is, I think, against Suwama. I mean, who else could you put in that main event? I guess. Like, really? So he just beats the shit out of Nagata's young boys and then challenges him at Oda Ward. I mean, it sort of fits with the evolution versus voodoo murder storyline. Not that I think that's happening, but again, that's why I like Suwama is the only guy you could do that with, I think. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't. I mean, think I so. could see that happening, and then basically he loses it to whoever wins the champion carnival, I guess. Yep. But that could be Keno. <laughs> yes. So. so <laughs> or Nakajima. Oh god, that would be a fucking absolute like no. Why would New Japan put itself into that like or political nightmare? Or Nakajima. <laughs> I, yes. I, I should say, I'm not ruling out, out Nakajima in the Champion Carnival either. Yeah. Um, I, like, like I said, like if this w- like if this was actually at the Oda Award Show, then I would say Nagata wins. But just mm. because this had no build, yeah. I don't think he's winning. Yeah, neither do I. Actually, I'm going to go with my lock here of Kento. Uh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're, you're definitely being a bit riskier than i am with my <laughs> um no i get it because well. like, I, like I mean, it just feels weird again but this is all japan <laughs> <laughs> yeah um they would do stupid things and i think they do stupid things thinking they can pop some houses too um as we've seen right when they do stupid things it's often under the assumption that they're going to pop a house out of it yeah um although generally it doesn't work <laughs> no um like they, I'm convinced that they could have drawn that 4,800 people at Budokan with just Kento versus Yuma. Yeah, I mean, I think they could have drawn more, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but if they did the wink, wink, this is Yuma's big moment thing. Yeah, exactly. If Yuma wins there, then I think they definitely could have drawn a bigger house than that. But yeah, I mean, regardless of that, like yeah, if all if like I said, we've been praising all Japan's booking recently, but if this is, oh, this could very much be like a return. It's the same thing. It was bad old instincts. It's, it's the same thing. It was last year. Like they're like, you know, one bad booking, uh, choice away from everything falling apart <laughs> again. Yeah. Um, Although to be fair, I don't think this is as bad of a decision as like having Jake lose. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Um, but I does, I do think Kanto losing to Nagata, Especially when he doesn't look as good as Kojima does these days. Um, yeah. Doesn't look as good, you know? No. Um, I wasn't, you know, so. Uh, so the next question is, Paul, how good is this match going to be? I want to say it's going to be good, but just based on what we've seen from the Gata so far in all Japan, I'm not 100% certain it's going to be the that great i think it kind of depends on how kento wants to play this i think i think that like i think kento is kind of needs to slow down here yeah because i think otherwise there's a chance he embarrasses nagata yep so i think if he actually i think the like i don't think nagata's as badly like broken down as ten rules like in oh his no no match. no no but i think still like the play here is for kento to just kind of let nagata beat the shit like yep. to let like, like, let himself get beat up by Nagata, essentially. Yeah. Um, they can't go 25 minutes, though. There's got to be 20 max. Yeah, but it is a triple crown match. I know. <laughs> so and Kento can be self-indulgent. Um, yeah. So, but, I mean, if they can... I mean, this is an eight-match show. Eight-match eight show, and, you know, there's other... Matches in the mid card that I mean that junior match you could have go twenty. Yeah, what I'm saying is though, like a nice tight eighteen minutes. Yeah, give some more time I to think the that, undercard. That's something you can get out of Nagata. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say that I think that this could still be a four star match, but um, they got to keep it tight eighteen. T- you know, eight, tight eighteen minute match. Yeah. I mean, I think Nagata will absolutely give his uh, 
you know, absolute best effort in a title match in the main event. Oh, for sure. But it's just the question is how much can he still go? Yeah. And don't do any Not if he wants to, yeah. fancy shit in the end like that they did in their um, auto tournament match. Yeah, yeah. I think hopefully they've learned from that one to be like, okay, there's certain things that Nagata just cannot do anymore. Yeah. Um, so after that, assuming Kento wins, uh, are you confident that it'll be Minoru Suzuki at Oda Ward? I mean, I don't know who else they've got that they could put in at Oda Ward. Unless it is a Congo, Congo guy. Yeah. Uh, which brings me to my next question. Does anyone from Congo show up at this show? I'm actually maybe via like video package. I don't know if like, because like Kendall's whole gimmick has been to basically tell people if they show up at a Noah show that they just basically just walked like walked in and didn't pay for their tickets. So it would be kind of mighty hypocritical for him to like show up to an all Japan show uh, as well. Unless he might also just walk in and just show that he has purchased a ticket as well, in which case I would assume that he shows up. Is it, so, they, so they do like the Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Well, it was them that bought those tickets, the front row of Dynamite a few weeks ago. Yeah. That would it's be that Keno would... and Naka, Naka, Nakajima walking in like before the main event, like just holding up tickets and just sitting front row. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh... Although again, that is kind of di- like politically kind of difficult. Where it's like, does New Japan really want Noah guys showing up for like a title match of one of their guys and kind of take off all, all of the attention away? Yeah. That's true too. Oh, well, they could show up at an um, like another place on the card or something too, like antagonize Suwamas. Oh no, because the, Suwamas facing New Japan guys. Uh, as is as is Noi and more as is uh, Yuma Aoyagi. Yeah, although I think Suzuki's a little different, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's a title holder. <laughs> that's true. Um, okay, so that is that. Um, yeah, so we talked about that. I think any other closing thoughts on All Japan before we move on to Noah? No, just I think positive on the promotion overall. Just curious. Yeah, I, I'm really interested to see who is going to be in the champion carnival because I think just in the position that All Japan is in right now, I think they could like they they have the potential to build like a really interesting field that I think no other promotion has right now. Yeah, um, although I could see it be like. You could either have New Japan or Noah, but you can't have both. You could put them in separate blocks. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but you never know. Um, but I do think that, regardless, great will be fine. And they'll get yeah. someone. Um, yeah, and I'll just add, like, people are watching All Japan that haven't watched All Japan in a while. Uh, I'm getting that mm-hmm. vibe from talking to people and stuff like that, so that's cool to see. Yeah. I think like having cheering back helps. Yeah. So let's see how long it because it 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 just isn't the same without people chanting Kento when he comes out. Oh yeah, uh, um, yeah. That'll be incredible at the dome. I'm like I'm hyped oh, up God, just for yeah. Kento's entrance at the dome. I, uh, <laughs> nothing yeah. else. Because uh, um, I think he will probably come off as a, a bigger star than uh, than a lot of people realize. Yeah. I think hopefully. But no, 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 definitely. I think that's really like a potential, like potential for all Japan there to like. Actually, get I'm, I'll just say this: I think this, one of the sneaky winners of the dome, because people are talking about the politics of all those, like the 
Okada versus uh, Kiyomiya and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think there's a very good chance that All Japan, relatively speaking, walks away as like the sort of secret big winners uh, yeah. of that show. Yeah, I could absolutely. Depending see on how good the match is and if it's hot and if it sets up other stuff in the future. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like this, this is a big chance for them, and hopefully, like they make the most of it. Yeah. So we move on to a pro wrestling. Noah, we'll start real quick. I'm not going to go through the whole show with Noah Sunny Voyage on February 4th at uh, Nippon Totar Green Dome Meibashi. Uh, I'll just say that uh, Shuhei Taniguchi uh, defeating Taishi Ozawa in the opener. I was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. if we get uh, more All Japan versus Noah stuff, they got to send Taniguchi over to All Japan. Oh God! Yeah, no, he would be—he would be a perfect guy. Because he ain't yeah. doing shit otherwise. No. So he's the perfect guy to stick in, you know. Because you can put him in a tag, big tag match. Mm-hmm. He can take the fall, you know. Uh, yada yeah. yada yada. And he's also one of the few guys in Noah that also has like the right size for all Japan as well. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I liked Katoge Yohei and Yoshioka versus Tadasuke Hajime Ohara and Hiroki. Uh, Kotoge pinned Tadasuke in that. Um, that was good. And then the Kojima, Marafuji, and Ninja Mac defeating Masakitamiya, Daiki, and Alvin. Super crazy. Uh, it's about as good a match you're going to see involving Super Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's back? Yeah, that, that one kind of exceeded expectations. <laughs> uh, Anthony Green defeated Mohamed Yone. Uh, I don't know. It was fine, but it's sort of dry. Uh, yeah. Um, Keno Katsuhiko Nakajima Manabusoya versus Takashi Sugera Hio to Dr. Wagner Jr. and Timothy Thatcher uh, when Soya pinned Wagner with a dando I thought this was really good mm-hmm. yeah I know this was like the perfect match to set up the title match later yeah and uh, Amasuka Junta Miyawaki and Alejandro defeated Yoshinari Ogawa Chris Widre and Yasutaki Yano in 23 minutes and 22 seconds um, Miyawaki pinning Yano I thought that this was also really good. It was nice to see Ogawa and Ridgeway uh, mm-hmm. back together, uh, picking uh, body parts apart again. And then... Well, about that. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and then in the main event, uh, Jack Morrison, Jake Lee uh, defeated Kaito Kiyomi and Yoshiki Inamura uh, <laughs> with uh, Morris pinning Inamura. Otherwise, very good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though... Uh, that was the one where Lee did the assist, right? Yeah. And he just like, you know, once again, uh, Inamura getting uh, made a goof uh, uh, by uh, um, Lee. Um, I would say that at least it's in the main event this time. And at least it was to build up a title challenger. I would say that otherwise, normally I would say that like this has got to be building to Inamura beating Lee. But I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. Just because it just seems so like show after show, he's just punking out Inamura. Yeah, as is everyone else. Yeah, but uh, I sort of enjoyed this show for the most part, and it was like two minutes, two hours. The complete run time is like two hours and fifteen minutes, so it's actually worth mm-hmm. a watch, I think. Yeah, definitely went by quickly. Yeah, and then we go to the very next day on February fifth, uh, Star Navigation twenty twenty three at Corrigan Hall, eight hundred twenty five fans. Um, for the card, that's not bad for what Noah's been doing recently, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't call it a good number, but it's definitely better than what they've drawn previously. And I think it's kind of like a feather in the cap for, like, Wagner, actually. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
So to open the show, we had the Kenny Okada return match. He was out a while, too. Like six yeah. months. Well, to be With fair. broken jaw. Fractured yeah. jaw is, probably takes a while, yeah. depending on how bad it is. So Tadasuke and Hiroki beat uh, uh, Okada and Taishi Ozawa in seven minutes and four seconds. and uh, But it was Hiroki pinned Ozawa with the trance rave. I forgot how much I missed Okada because I still thought he looked pretty good here and hadn't missed too much of a step. And he also seemed super over too. Yeah. Um, well, it's the hardcores and he's returning after that. So, okay. uh, you know. Um, and then next up, super crazy defeat Yasutaku Yano uh, in seven minutes and three seconds with the Samson Clutch. I mean, it was like the usual super crazy bullshit with lots of stalling and, and playing to the crowd. I mean, it's not a good match, but I mean, at least with someone like Yano, it's like not as bad as it could have been, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. I don't, yeah. I don't oh, really no. like, have a whole lot to say. Here. No. It's just, it's a match that happened and yeah. it went the way, it went exactly the way I expected it to. And yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, Timothy Thatcher and Hideki Suzuki defeated Masaki Mochizuki and Shuhei Taniguchi in nine minutes and 53 seconds. When Thatcher used the Fujiwara armbar on Taniguchi, I liked this. This was great. Yeah. For, they went know. so hard for an undercut tag. Yeah. Yeah, because all, all these guys are just going to beat the shit out of each other. And uh, yeah. they definitely delivered. Yeah. And also the fact that, like, even the finish was kind of, like, dramatic as well. Where, like, Taniguchi, like, desperately trying to get to the ropes. And then Thatcher just wrenches in the armbar even more and just makes him tap out. Like, again, like... They, they went way harder than they even needed to for, like, the third match on the show. Mm-hmm. And, like, being given, like, less than 10 minutes. Like, I, like I was really, like, I actually really, really liked this one. And then next up, Congo team of Keno, Katsuhiko Nakajima, uh, Shuji Kondo, and Hajime Ohara defeated Daiki Inaba, Yoshiki Inamura, uh, Ninja Makinatsushi Kotelge. This was really quick. Um, mm-hmm. At, like, 7 minutes and 11 seconds. And it was just Nakajima using the vertical spike on Inamura. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Uh, of course he did. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure you what drop the... Out, you can't drop out at Sushi Kotoge. I'm not even sure what the you point of this... You need to do that this, at the next show. I'm not sh- even sure what the point of this was. No. Yeah, this was... I don't know. This was... I. This really literally just felt oh, this like... match. Yeah. Oh, we don't have anything to do for these guys at this show, so let's just put them all in a tag match. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Satoshi Kojima defeated Amasa Kitamiya in 10 minutes and 34 seconds with the Western Lariat. I enjoyed this match. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I actually went four stars on this one. I oh, really? Okay, this. wow. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I thought this be far hard. off. I wouldn't be far off. Uh, maybe, you know, three and three quarters. But, yeah, I mean, these, you can sort of, like, imagine this match uh, in your head uh, between these guys. They just, you know, yeah, they just pillared each other. Pillar. Yeah, and then uh, Kojima won with the Lariat. Yeah. Um, but it was exactly what I wanted and expected. Yes. Yeah, I know. Like, I thought they just kind of, like, just was just, like, just lariating each other in the face and just, like, Kitamiya also went pretty hard as well. And so, yeah, I thought this was just, like, about as good as you, as you can have, like, in a 10-minute ten ten match between these two. Yeah, I'll just say before we get to the, sh- the next show, I thought they built up the whole uh, build to... Uh... Uh, Sugira and Kojima versus Anabe oh, yeah. yeah, quite well. Yeah. I mean, I act like because like at the la- uh, during the last show we said that uh, like we weren't not thinking that Inaba and Kitamiya were winning anymore, 
But to be honest, like after this show, I was like, okay, now I actually think again that Inaba and Kitami are winning because like it would just re be weird that Kojima just beats both of them in singles matches and then they just lose the tag title match as well. Yeah. And next up, we had Kaido Kiyomiya, Takashi Sugera, and Naomichi Marufuji defeating the good-looking guys, Jack Morris, Jake Lee, and Anthony Green in 17 minutes and 49 seconds when Kiyomiya pinned Green with a tagger suplex hold. I thought it was interesting here, you pairing Kiyomiya with Sugera and Marufuji, who are like essentially the legends, mm. and he's sort of being positioned uh, with them. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought this was pretty good. Yeah. No, I thought this was pretty good as well. And uh, I think it makes sense for like, the good-looking guys to lose here as well, just to like build up the yeah. title match between uh, Morris and Ki uh, Kaito a bit more, because I think Morris has just been beating like Kaito like a drum. Yeah, and I think that just really would have been like, oh, like so Kaito is definitely winning the title match then. So at least like they have a little bit of intrigue and going into the title match with Kaito getting the win just before the title match. Yeah, way too anticlimactic. Otherwise, I actually thought Green yeah. uh, looked good here, although you know. Um... Too awkward. Yeah, I think generally he's better as just like in this kind of role where he's like the third guy on the team, just kind of like taking the heat. Yep. And then the elimination match, Yoshinari Ogawa, Eita, and Nosawa Rangai, Chris Ridre, and Daga defeated Amaska, uh, Junta Miyawaki, Alejandro, Yohei, and Seki Yoshioka in 22 minutes and 53 seconds. Um, and then it came down to like uh, Eita and Daga were the survivors and then Eita... What? No, the entire team oh, for the survivors. Sorry. What am I thinking? But it was just Eita and Daga eliminating everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very strange booking, but I think this is yes. sort of to get <laughs> that like, angle. This was a match that Especially given the way the booking of the subsequent junior tag title match went. Yeah. And the fact that like Amaxa was like the first guy out in like two minutes. Paul, this may sound strange when we go to the next show, but I think and because I know that, uh, you know, he hasn't gotten much uh, plaudits over the last couple of years of his career. But uh, I thought Daga was the, uh, over these shows, was the best junior heavyweight from Mexico that Noah has. Am I crazy to say that? There's a lot of qualifiers in that state. I know, <laughs> but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, he didn't look bad. No, he's not. I mean, my thing with Daga has always been, like, actually early on in his career, I thought Daga is a guy that has, like, a ton of potential. But then he just never took the next step, and he's still kind of the same guy he was, like, six, eight, seven years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. So, but, like, even then he was pretty solid, and he still is pretty solid. If a bit unexciting. And in the main event for the GHC national title, Hio de Dr. Wagner Jr. defeated Manabu Soya in 20 minutes and 46 seconds with a moonsault press. Uh, I thought this was great. I actually thought this was the best match mm -hmm. of the show. Four stars. Yes. Wagner so, has arrived. Because I can remember when yes, this guy so first showed up in Noah and he looked lost at times. But God damn it, this was great. Like, because he can fly and yes. he's a larger guy. And so him and Soya were also beating the shit out of each other. It was just great. Like, you know, between the yeah. big power spots between each other and then like Wagner would do like an arm, lucha arm drag and stuff like that, right? Yeah, no, this was awesome. Like, and it, I mean, hey, tell there was a time when I would say like, like within the tag team, he, tag team, he was the second best guy. Whereas I think now, though, that absolutely would not be the case. Oh, no. Uh, like, he's really I think good. he he has well earned like the fact that he is national champion now. I think 
like this i mean in some ways i could actually foresee this being his peak in noah as well but i think like he's working really well like he's meshed well with like a ton of opponents that i didn't think he would mesh well with right and i actually think this was his best title defense as well i yep. think this was even better than the Inamura match yep uh so as far as yeah. wagner's peak i think it's just uh it depends on how far he wants to sort of go in noah yeah if that makes sense i mean i definitely like i don't think they were, would ever put like the the like heavyweight title on him. not on a masked guy i don't think Oh, you think if he unmasks? Yeah, I don't think they'd necessarily be again. I know, like Noah's only ever had one foreign champion hmm. in Eddie Edwards, but I just don't know if they. And I don't think they'd be against making having another one. I just don't think they would be a masked hmm. guy. And I mean, just based on the way his dad looks, it's probably not the worst idea for him to lose the mask. No. Also, since we're on the topic of the Wagners, Paul, have you seen? Uh, yes, Joanna I was about Del to say Mal? that as well. <laughs> It's an absolute unit. Holy shit. Did you, so I, I have not watched the great show, but I watched the, the gifts. The man uh, yeah. is like, I looked at his measurements. He's listed on cage mats at 6'5", 297 pounds, which sounds about right when you look at him. Yes. <laughs> He's almost as white as he is tall. Yeah. And uh, he can do like Yave. Yeah. <laughs> which is wild. Uh, Paul, this is a big... Uh, uh, Missed by Noah by not like getting this guy in there to team with his brother. Yeah, I also don't get why he's not there. Like, especially given that like they're very clearly pushing like his brother right now as well. Like, it would just make perfect sense to just bring him in and have him team with his brother, and then I don't know, like, fucking great can have Dralistico. So, also like this guy came in interesting because um, I mean he's obviously the son of Doctor Wagner Jr., but like he's like thirty one or thirty two. And he's only been wrestling since like 2018, according to Cage Match, which is an interesting sort of like timeline for a luchador that's a son of a big star. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was doing something else yeah. before then. And I then assume. finally he decided, but like you're 6'5", why aren't you a pro wrestler? And your father's <laughs> yeah. a star? Why aren't you a pro wrestler? I mean, actually not just like talking about like misses for Noah, also like kind of a miss for all Japan because he kind of has oh perfect measurements God, for them too. Oh my yes. He would also be, have perfect measurements for all Japan, yeah. Uh, so like you, you could probably just see that guy walk out on a great show, and if, I don't know if like Suwama or like Ichikawa stand there, they would just be like, oh, hey. <laughs> oh, hello there, Mr. Galeno Del Mal. Tajiri <laughs> probably would have liked him too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think other Jap any Japanese company was uh, Mr. Ball on this guy, I think. Yeah. That uh, that great. Uh, I've never seen him before, so I I want to see more of him. And uh, I know I hope he, you know I don't have anything against great. I like great. I just would like to see him even in, in an even bigger company. To be honest. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, but yeah, I mean we'll see. Like I don't think like just based on the way he looks and the way he wrestles, like maybe he sticks around in great. But I also could very easily foresee like someone else like. Pouncing on that. I, I just don't see. Look, well. if if he performs very well and great, well, why won't Noah just scoop him up? Yeah, exactly. Um, it would just make, like I said, it just makes like all the sense in the world. Like literally, like did it, like technically, his brother is like the second highest champion in the company right now. Like technically, he's the second highest guy in the company. Mm -hmm. If we just take kayfabe for it. Yeah. Uh, so that was the so, show. Yeah. Um, pretty good show for Corkin. I've yeah. 
I thought this was I thought this was really fun. Like I thought this was went by pretty quickly. Had two great matches in there, with Kojima vs Kitami and the uh, Wagner versus Soya match. So yeah, I thought really like the only things that kind of dragged in there were like the super crazy match and then the elimination match had like weird booking. But I thought everything else was really good. Yeah, um, and then uh, so we move on to uh, February twelfth, Great Voyage twenty twenty three in Osaka at Osaka Edion Arena, two thousand nine hundred. 2,092 fans. Uh, that was more than Stardom did. Uh, it's, but, but it's half of what New Japan did. So what do you prior. think of this number? Consider And think of the card. Um, I I mean, what actually worries me more so than, like this number more so than comparing it to like Stardom and New Japan is the fact that this is 900 down from the N1 final. Oh, that's right. Which, also had Kaito in the main event. Yes, that's true. So I think that's bad. But Jack Morris is no... Like, I think that's a bad sign. Jack Morris is no Hideki Suzuki. No, Jack Morris is no Hideki Suzuki, but in theory, Kaito should be the main one to draw people yeah. in. Yeah. That, like, that it's nearly a thousand people. It's, like, that's a lot. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of tickets not being sold. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's a disaster, though, but... No, I don't think it's a disaster. Yeah, I think if they had drawn below what Stardom did, I think that oh. would, be, would have been a disaster. Yes, for sure. Um, so we start off with uh, first match, Muhammad Yone and Akatoshi Saito defeating Kenya Okada and Taishi Ozawa in seven minutes and five seconds with the muscle buster from Yone on Ozawa. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good, perfectly fine opener, Funky Express opener. Paul, do you think Okada is stuck in opening match hell for the next little while again? I mean, it seems to be because otherwise, they, like, if they had actually wanted to like move him away from like young boy stage, they probably would have like given him a couple of wins quickly, like after his return. But it just seems like they're just slotting him right back into the spot where he was in before. Yeah, yeah. it's a shame. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Chris Ridgeway and Daga defeated Tadasuke and Hajime Ohara in six minutes and nine seconds with the Magnum um, Daga on Tadasuke. I think it's safe to say that Daga is going to get a push uh, and uh, possibly be yep. a junior title challenger. Yeah, I felt I think him and Amaska Amaska could have like a pretty yep. decent. And match. I thought this was uh, you know short and uh, good match actually for what it was. Mm-hmm. And then next up, uh, we had uh, Kazuyuki Fujita, Hideki Suzuki, and Timothy Thatcher defeating Masato Tanaka, Masaki, Mochizuki, and Yoshiki Inamura in 13 minutes and 45 seconds when uh, Suzuki used a flying cross arm breaker on, you guessed it, Inamura. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was good, though. Yep. It, it was good, yeah. yeah. But, you know, Inamura taking the fall yeah. again. So that was what it was. Um, and then Masakatsu Funaki, Kazuhiko Nakajima, and Shuji Kondo and Hiroki defeated Naomichi Marafuji, Hio to Dr. Wagner Jr., Amasuka, and Ninja in 12 minutes and 17 seconds with a uh, Michinoku driver on uh, from Hiroki on Amasuka. And this was all just to set up uh, Hiroki cha- being the next challenger for the mm-hmm. GHC Jr. title. Um, match was fine, okay. um... I guess. Would you say he has a 0% chance of winning, or do you think he has a 0.5% a 0% chance, percent of chance of winning? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I mean, it's the Noah Jr., so you should never say never, but like, this like, feels as close to a never as. Like, 
Yeah, like, I mean, Hiroki's not protected, but he's only been protected on these last couple shows, basically. Just to... T- yeah, exactly. What it is. Um, El Desperado and Nosawa Rongai defeated Yohei and Seki Yoshioka in 15 minutes and 57 seconds with the Pinche Loco from Desperado on Yoshioka. Um, uh, Nosawa was obviously, like, the weak link here, but... I still enjoyed it seeing Desperado mix it up, especially with Yohei and Yoshioka, though. Yeah, like I, I love this, I love this piece, so I'm really happy to see him at least get like something in the Noah. So, yeah, no, I thought this was this was a lot of fun. I think he actually said afterwards as well that I think he wants to have a match with Yano. Yeah, I think that could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if he if he can stick around like a little bit at least, like I think he's like a. He's obviously like a really great guy, and obviously, obviously, like New Japan will always be like his main responsibility. But you know, if he can get like a few more bookings outside of New Japan, I think that's a really yeah. good thing too. And then we had uh, Keno and Manabu Soya defeating Jake Lee and Anthony Green in twelve minutes and nine seconds with a jumping DDT from Soya on Green. Um, this was just kind of there. I gotta yeah. say, Jake yeah. has not been doing anything for me. No. No, because he's just the same Jake we've seen for like years and on all I mean, Japan. Jake is technically the leader of the good looking guys, but like to me it's like the Jack Morris show. Which is fine because I like Jack. Yeah. But I don't know. You think he's beating Kaito for the mm. title? No. Jake. No way Noah puts the title on Jake. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean if he signed that contract, I think he will. Really? How is that going to work out any differently than what happened in all Japan? Um, it won't. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Um, but there's a reason for this Keno and Soya win. So we'll get into that in a minute. But, you know, I mean, it's a perfectly acceptable match. Just Jake's not doing anything for me. Um, no. I mean, one. I mean, one thing I might say as well is that I think I thought I think he really thinks he got he would just moonwalk into New Japan, and it might also be a thing where like him realizing that the New Japan thing will never happen has probably like destroyed his motivation a bit. Mm, yeah, I mean, I I don't say I don't think he's completely unmotivated. I just don't think he's doing anything to like stand out. Where the point yeah. was, he was needed a fresh coat of paint. Um, yeah, and it's the opposite. Like he's like. It is technically a new faction, but they have the same color scheme as totally. Yeah, is. and uh, he's being outshined by Morris. Yeah, like very, very, yeah. very much so. Which actually, like, I guess Jake is technically leader, but I also feel like, is he, like, is that actually also the plan for Noah? Is the plan for Noah actually that, no, Jack is actually the leader and Jake is just more like the mouthpiece because he can speak yeah. Japanese? That's an interesting question of how Noah sees it. Um. Mm. And then next up, uh, Drillistico making his Noah debut. Uh, I don't even want to get into who the yeah. the genealogy of Traded. his gimmicks. Uh, defeated Atsushi Kotelge in 13 minutes and 18 seconds with the Dragon Operation. This is perfectly gentlemen's three match. Drillistico. Yep. I mean, it's Drillistico, Drillistico. is the lesser of the brothers of uh, Roosh and uh, Dragon Lee. And... Uh, now, to be fair, normally that could mean he's still really, really good because those are two absolutely amazing yep. wrestlers. But he's also very much just like, yeah, the three-star yeah, guy. Um, 
among the brothers and always have yeah. been. Uh, and that's why I made those qualifiers about Daga as being like the best junior heavyweight from Mexico they've got right now, uh, yeah. which I think was proven with this match. Uh, I don't really have any desire to see any more drillistic. I mean, he's not bad. I just don't like care to see a drillistico push or anything like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I've seen this guy like, for a while now, like in Mexico as well. And like, he's never been a guy that has blown me away. Like he's always been perfectly solid, but he's never been like no. amazing. And it's still I just feel like now. the position they gave this and against, you know, established junior like Katoge, like they got plans for him, but I could care less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next up for the GHC Tag Team Championship. Mas- they did it. Masa Kitami and Daiki Inaba defeated Takashi Sugera and Satoshi Kojima in 17 minutes and 4 seconds with the decapitation prison hold from Kitami on Kojima. And uh, the champions failed in their fourth attempted defense. Paul, I love this. I mean, it's exactly how you... It's like It was exactly like how all the other Sugera and like Kojima tag title matches have been just, you know, beating the stuffing mm-hmm. out of each other. And it never gets old. Yeah. Or at least... No. They they yeah, dropped the titles before it got too old. <laughs> yes, yes. Because I did like think again, like when they did the like miscommunication spot yet again, I was like, okay, like I really hope Kitami and Inaba are winning this because I'm really over that at this point. Yeah, was getting too. <laughs> but like the rest of it was still amazing. Like I think the rest of it was just like, yeah, just really hard hitting action all the yeah. way through. And uh, I mean, I thought it was kind of impressive uh, how they quickly they managed to build up Kitami and Inaba to the point where like, yeah, they might have a chance of winning this, we thought. And so they did, and yeah. they did, right? Yeah. Inaba finally accomplishes something yeah. in Noah. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I, I'm really happy that they won. Like, I think this is like, this is a really good step for Inaba, and hopefully that leads to like more good things for him, like down the road. And then Kitami, I think he's just been working his ass off recently, yeah. and I think. I'm happy that he finally... Because I thought he was going to win the national title and I wasn't happy yeah. when he didn't. Obviously, that has worked out since then with Wagner having yeah. a great title reign. Um, but, yeah. Uh, still, like, that he, like, worked his ass off and he at least, like, gets to win, like, a tag title, I think is good for him as well. And I think they have, like, the potential to have... I don't think they're going to get a long reign, though. But I don't think they're going to lose it on their first defense. But No, and, like, yeah, these guys were doing nothing uh, until they yeah. decided to make them a team. And yes, so. Yeah, this is exactly. Some good booking. So, but do you think this is the end of Kojima's run? No. Only because with Mudo retiring, they probably want everyone they can get. So, that... I mean, but to me, it was more like. Because we're talking about like whether or not this is like a soft jump of like him to right. Noah, essentially. But then, like, he's still signed to New Japan now. Like, he's presumably. Like everyone else's, his contract ran out earlier in the yep. year. And that means he re-up with New Japan rather than like leaving New Japan and then just signing with yes, Noah. Yes, that's true. So I don't know if he like really sticks around beyond the Muto retirement show. Especially with him losing the titles just before well, as well. Okay, I get that. I'll just say, though, that maybe he did resign with New Japan. Maybe they still want him, uh, you know, in their holster. But mm-hmm. it's clear that the man wants to wrestle. And I don't see yes. what... And we tell him, we just talked about this when we were talking about uh, who's going to be, you know, popping up in All Japan from New Japan. You know, Kojima's definitely not 
they don't have anything for him to do. If we're talking about them being like, ah, they're just going to yeah. stick Shingo in the mid card and do nothing. Right. Mm. What's Kojima going to do? Oh, so yeah, that's I why know. I think he's still going to be around, but we'll see. I'm, I, I if I had to yeah. bet, I would say Kojima continues to hang around. Maybe, but maybe, like I said, like it is just weird to me that like he essentially re-signed with New Japan when, as you said, they don't have any plans for him. Like even if they want to keep him in the holster, like I would presume that just based on what we've heard out of Noah, that they would have made him a pretty decent offer That's as well. true too. So um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So it'll be, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll have something to say about Kojima in the next couple of weeks though, at least in Noah. So yeah. And then uh, to the semi-main event, interesting. Um, oh, and so uh, Soya and Keno will be the next challengers. They uh, And yeah, that, that's also why I'm thinking that Inaba and Kitami aren't losing on their yeah. first offense because that just seems like a very easy, like, so yeah, takes yeah. the pin. And then uh, for the GSC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, um, Yoshinari Ogawa and Eita defeated uh, Junta Miyawaki and Alejandro in 19 minutes and 10 seconds with an Imperial Uno uh, on uh, from Eita on Alejandro to make their first successful defense of the titles, which you know is an accomplishment these days with those titles to actually make a successful defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually like this. Um, I thought mm-hmm. it, I thought Ogawa and Eita were great slimy heels. Alejandro got his mask ripped off to the point where little was left to the imagination in terms of uh, seeing his face. <laughs> Um, oh, who his brother? Yeah. Is. So, um, yeah. I mean, it was good. I thought. I mean, not like blow away or anything, but a very good, solid uh, match. Yeah. No, I mean, it was definitely solid. Um, expected a little bit more of this. I thought it like dragged in parts as well, but I think otherwise, like it had pretty sound structure. But I don't know. Yeah, I also thought it was a bit of a curious decision to make this the semi-main and not the uh, heavyweight tag title yeah. match. Which I thought was a lot better. Well, than Paul, that. I mean, you had to give uh, the run-in at the after the match from Hayata a prominent spot. I guess so. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, as you were saying, like it's weird that uh, it is a rarity to even have a successful defense of these titles. But I have a feeling they're not going to have a second successful defense of these. Titles. Oh no. Uh, yeah. So uh, Hayata and Chris Ridgeway jumped the champions after the match, knocked them out, and. To, uh, challenged them. Mm. What a strange team. Yes. <laughs> Two people that I couldn't, I don't know, I, I may be saying they couldn't be more different isn't true, but yeah. I mean, this is basically just Hayato redoing his tag team with Ogawa, but with a British Yeah, guy. and I don't even know what Stinger is now. Yeah, I don't know. Like, is Ogawa out of Stinger? Is he not? Because we've done the whole Stinger people attack other Stinger people, but they're not actually out of the faction before as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm also not but certain. It's, I mean, with Stinger as well, like, did you recently see the uh, the alignment chart that Noah no, puts I out? No, I didn't. So there was actually, like, a Stinger member missing from that. Uh, which one? Um, It's... Uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name now? The guy they brought in from Freedoms. Oh, Yuya Susumu, yes. Yeah, Yuya Susumu, yeah, exactly. So Yuya Susumu was messing yeah, from He's there. been gone a while. He's wrestling in yeah, Freedoms, like I, I think. Fi- I, I've... Is he actually wrestling there again? I thought he was injured. No, I think he's back. Let me investigate oh, okay. that. But well, anyway. Yeah, I mean, what a run oh, that no, was. Oh, no, he was like the worst junior. Well, yeah, actually, he was yeah. the worst 
Well, no, that that's that that's that black tiger <laughs> that all the well, I mean the worst junior in Noah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Which which is saying something. Uh, yeah. Um definitely. Uh so, uh yeah, and I bl- and I'm going to bet the challengers are going to win the title because you can never bet against. Yeah. Hayata. Yes, exactly. I'm I'm surprised they didn't just immediately put him like in a match with like Amaxa to just win the title back. Yeah. But at least that means he's staying away from that title for a little yeah, bit longer. Yeah, Paul, um uh, Yuya Susumu has worked two freedom shows and a Tenru Project show this month. Oh, okay. So he's just out yeah. of Noah then. So um, that's that. Then in the main event for the GHC Heavyweight Championship, Kaito Kiyomiya defeated Jack Morris in 19 minutes and 11 seconds with the modified Shining Wizard. Before we get to even the match, I thought that the video package that they played before this match was actually pretty good. Yeah. It's like Jack Morris. Well, that was Jack good. Morris talking about how you know, he was a soccer player, you know, and then he he was drawn to Noah because he loved Marfuji and Kenta. You know, he wants to win this for his family in Scotland. And, you know, it's just a, a good. And then Ka- Kaido said some stuff. So I thought it was a good video. Mm-hmm. And I think, Paul, do you think that Jack Morris, they're all in on Jack Morris as their top foreigner? Yeah, I think they're all in on Jack Moss as the top four. Yeah, that's how I... Like, because why wouldn't you? Like, look at him. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, that was also the thing during the match with just Stuart Fulton just thirsting over Jack Morris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. And uh, I quite enjoyed the match. I thought it was pretty good. Maybe mm-hmm. you could say it started off a little bit slowly, but I thought the last few minutes were great. And, and Morris yeah. got, like, you know, wrestled in that big, you know heavyweight style big moves near falls mm-hmm. from both guys and everything like that and then uh kiyomiya did is it a reverse tiger driver it's called which really should be his finisher but yeah yeah i'm still surprised and then that that with the finisher, mod- and then he got with the modified one with the modified shining wizard so um mm-hmm. yeah i mean um did i like it more than his match against morris's match against nakajima I don't know. That's a good question. It was like wrestled though in like a more traditional main event style, um, I'd say. And I thought this was really good. So it, this was either Morris's best or second best match in Noah, uh, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that like, he, he's still only like six months into his. Like, oh yeah, I expect career. Morris to get even better. Yeah. So I think like his second run in the N one could be even better than his first run in the N one. And I think there is like like if we're talking about like a foreigner winning the heavyweight title i think jack morris if he sticks around to noah long term absolutely is like a guy i think that has a chance to win that title yeah. eventually uh if he yeah if he signs a contract well i don't know if he yeah. has or not but like if he like actually does I, I could see it uh but i always get these worries because he showed like a picture of a young jack morris uh as a wrestling fan and of course all he had was like wwe stuff merch in the picture no, of right course. So, you know, these yeah. guys are, especially, you know, it's, it seems like all the British guys do want to just end up in WWE eventually, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. No, there is definitely that worry, but, I mean, then again, they didn't, I don't think he ever even had, like, a match on NXT UK or anything like that. No. Let me see. No, he didn't. So, at least at that time, they apparently... Either like he had no interest in, or they didn't I'd probably have say any they, interest he in him. On the radar, or you know. I mean, he was okay. an ICW, which had like WWE connections. Yeah, yeah. There's been some, you know, it's like 
very like bland talent that have popped up on NXT UK or popped up on NXT UK during yeah. its existence. So yeah, you're right. Um, so there is a chance that like either he has no interest, which yeah, would be weird, really. or like they had no interest in him. But I think like as long as like Noah can like lock him up, they should like lock him up and then like have him have like a really nice long run. And then look, he's only 29 yeah. now, so. Like, if he wants to have, like, a nice, like, long, like, five-year run or no, I think that's, like, the best thing for him to do at this point. And then he can always, like, if he, w if he like, becomes, like, a big star in Japan, that is just all the more chance for him to, like, go and sign, like, a big money contract with WWE afterwards. Again, But I think for now, for him, staying in Noah is, like, the best thing. I mean, I do. think if, if he wants to become, like, a top-tier elite wrestler, he devotes a couple of years into J Japan to develop, even if he does want yeah. to end up in... Because he's all very clearly on that way, on that yeah, path absolutely. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the chance, like if Jack Moore signs a contract, I don't know what the chance of him winning the GHC title are, but they're not zero. No. Because, yeah, like the more, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, actually, like good looking guys is like supposed to be the, the vehicle to like propel Jack Morris higher mm -hmm. rather than actually being a Jake Lee vehicle, which is what I thought it was originally. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly seemed like that. But, you know, once they started got getting into to action and, you know, Jack just stealing the spotlight. Not even stealing is a strong word, but he's just natural mm -hmm. charisma. Because I don't want to make it seem like Jack is trying to sabotage Jake. I doubt that's happening. Jack Moore seems like a, a team player. But, I mean, just with his natural charisma yep. and skill, how can you not outshine Jake Lee? <laughs> Jake Lee. <laughs> you know, I mean... Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, look, I mean, I, I'm not here in saying that Jake is a bad wrestler by any means. No, he's had incredible matches, but he needs to have an incredible match mm -hmm. in Noah if he wants to have any chance of making something of this. Yeah. And he just hasn't done that yeah. so far. So, no. Yeah. I, I think, I think like, Jack sticking around to Noah is, like, that's the thing that he should do. And uh, I think Noah would be more than happy to, like, give him a really heavy push yeah. as well. And as is evidenced by the fact that, like, within six months, they're giving him a heavyweight title match at EDO on Arena I mean, number one. they had him so. pin Kaido in his first match in the company. Yeah. And and he's pinned Nakajima. So, yeah. you know, they love him. And why wouldn't you? They should have given him the Mudo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, they didn't he have a match, one of Mudo's... Wasn't he in one of Mudo's countdown matches? Uh, I, yeah, he yeah. was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was teaming yeah. with him as well, right? Again. I mean, Jack yeah, Morris was, uh, is, at, uh, Jack Morris is absolutely the kind yeah. of guy that if, like, you know, when Mudo was running, like, All Japan or Wrestle 1 and he saw him, he'd bring him in. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, Kaido cutting a promo uh, to end the show. And then uh, Kazuchiko Okada runs in from behind him and gives him a Rainmaker. Yeah. Oh, I should say. And then all of these heathens started booing uh, that, him. That ruled, actually. Uh uh, this okay. I forgot to mention this. Uh, this wasn't the greatest crowd. I mean, we've talked about this before with Noah. However, yeah. in the Kaito and Jack Morris, you know, W column is that they got the crowd really into the match in the in the, like the lit, you know, towards the end and everything. Like the crowd was ooing and aahing for that closing stretch and everything. So I thought they did a good job there, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, yeah, the the boost from the crowd when Okada did the rainmaker to Kiyomiya were awesome. Yes. And then uh, Okada cutting that promo on Kaito as well and just being 
oh, you want a match? Well, you should have just asked me, Mr. Okaba, please, can I have a match? Thank yeah, and you say he's not doing this for anything other than, like, make the Noah fans shut up. <laughs> or something along those lines. Uh, heel, heel Okada is so good. Like it's obviously it's clear like why New Japan wants him to be a face because he is their ace and he needs to draw money and all of that. But he just very clearly enjoys being a heel yeah. so much. I mean the same thing with Tanahashi when he plays the dick as well. Right? Incredible, absolutely incredible yeah. at it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the show. Um. We did a preview, I guess, basically of um the Mudo retirement show on the last episode, but mm-hmm. Paul, do you have any recent thoughts with coming out of these, uh, all Japan and Noah shows? I think the one that I think like everyone is talking about it. So I think just on that one as well, like with, because also with, uh, we, might, we had some recording issues last time and I actually realized that actually most of my rant about Kaito and Okada kind of got left on the cutting floor because I couldn't remember what I said because <laughs> I kind of had to re-record most of my audio for the first half right. of the show. So uh, might as well go back and... So I think if we talk about that one again, that would be good. Yeah, uh, so go for it, Paul. <laughs> yeah, so basically my thing on this one is like, especially now that we've gone through like the whole, like, like yesterday we had the press conference for it, right? And Okada didn't show up. And just the whole thing, just the way this is built up, is just like, like, in theory, classical pro wrestling like structure and everything tells me or should tell everyone that like Kaito is winning this. But I don't think Kaito is winning. Like, but he absolutely should. So I think that's actually one of the biggest issues with the match. Like, just the way Kaito sold the Rainmaker here as well. Like after in the post match. Uh, at the Osaka show was just like that's the most anyone's ever sold a Rainmaker because like, he was like down for like what 10 what felt like 10 minutes it probably was less yeah they rolled that. him out of the ring but then he had to like yeah he had to be rolled out of the ring by other people like he was basically selling it like he was like knocked unconscious so like just the way this whole thing is built up it's like I don't know how you can if you know I don't know how you can allow Kaito to get beaten here. Yeah, well, and they're both champions. I mean, it will happen, but I just, like, it just doesn't make sense in my mind. No, it doesn't. But, I mean, New Japan has all the advantage here. Because they're yeah. like, hey, well, you want to fill this dome. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I you simply... But then why build it this way, you know? Then, then build it in a different way and not build it like Okada gets the better of Kaito it in return and then he beats him and then they never have a match. Yeah, again. I mean New Japan is leaving a a sumo uh, even a bigger than sumo hall probably. You could run this in um Osaka Joe. Probably. Yeah, you can make this the Dominion. Oh yeah, for sure. Um and so they're leaving a big gate on the table uh for themselves if Okada wins this. Yeah. And the thing is like I don't think they do more damage to Kaito than like has been done to Kaito already. Well, so I still think. Don't think Kaito even loses all I that think, much here I think by not Kaito winning. Gets more damaged. I really do. But I mean, such is the interpromotional thing. Yeah, I don't like. Like I said, like it's just like just the way this whole build has gone. Just like want I just want to say that Kaito's winning, which is just 
don't foresee it happening. And it's just, yeah, like I said, it's just such a massive missed opportunity here. But I mean, what I can say though about like the positive of this is like that it feels like they have actually managed to build this match up to actually be the equal of KG Muto's retirement, which I think is a big testament to Absolutely. both men. Because otherwise, like, this very easily could have been just a one-match show. Like, it's just all about the Keiji Muto retirement against Tetsuya Naito, and, like, that's it. But, like, this is an actually money-drawing match. Like, whatever, like, tickets got sold, like, to this show after this match was announced and after, like, the whole build got going can actually be put partially, like... Like, because previously, obviously, like, it was all, like, go there to watch Keiji Muto retire. And I think now people actually bought tickets to be like, oh, I want to watch Keiji Muto retire, but also there's Kaito Kiyomi, there was Okada on this, on this card, and I want to see that. Yeah. So whatever number gets drawn, you actually can put on these two as well. Yep. And um, which, I, I think they're saying that 30,000 tickets have been sold. Yeah. Uh, which, look, um, I think that's very possible like that's more than wrestle kingdom i think and i think it's it could very well be legit you, you see people being like well it's convenient yeah. that uh it's more than wrestle kingdom but uh no i think this always had a chance of outdrawing wrestle kingdom and uh there was another match on top of the Muda retirement match that got them there yeah and i think like for example um like i know the noah twitter account tweeted out like a link with like a link to tickets like a, like two days yeah. ago, I think. And if you actually click on that link, like it actually tells you there's no tickets available. So I don't know if that is like just like a thing that blocks you if you try to go onto there internationally, or if that just actually means like at least on that like link, there's no tickets being sold anymore. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they were sold out. And uh... now in Japan, yeah. do they um, do they do, do they withhold tickets for walkups? Maybe, but to me, that is like the show's still far enough out. Because normally, if you do that, you close ticket right. sales like two, three days before, not like a week mm-hmm. before the show. So, to me, that would be like reason that it might actually be like either, like I said, either it's like a geo blocker, but it didn't say that it was a geo blocker, which normally it does. Uh, it might actually just be like a thing where, like, actually. Yeah, there are no tickets available anymore, uh, and all of the rest of them are like, yeah, like comes to like sponsors or whatever. And then, so, but that's like a great sign, absolutely. Uh, and I think they will. Be, I think it will outdraw Wrestle Kingdom legitimately. Yeah, if I could make that my lock, I would say. Okay, and then that. the other question is: Do you think Muto's injury is legit, or is it a work? Uh, well, we touched on that last episode. It's a little from column A, a little from column B. Well, to be fair, because I think since then I've actually more moved more into it's a work. Because just based on the way he's like selling this for, he's just like, oh yeah, I'm so like, I'm so injured. And I I see all of the expectations that people have for me, which to me just sets it up that he's just basically working this so that he has an excuse for why he loses. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that Naito's winning. Yeah. And then... So do you think Amaxa has then any chance of beating Hiromu? Uh, I do. Or is or is all or is just is Noah just losing like basically the last like what basically like almost all of the matches on this show? Uh, I mean I think it's very possible. Although I think there's a chance that Amaxa wins. 
especially if if Okada yeah. wins. Um, which sort of leads me to the my next point. Uh, if you tell me the the hottest three matches on the show by the hype, obviously Naito versus Mudo, and then mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. Kaito and um, Okada. But I think the number three okay, yeah. hyped match is uh, my main event uh, of the Congo versus All <laughs> Japan uh, match, actually. More so than yeah. Amasuka versus Hiromu, which is sort of interesting. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know. Because there's history for the like All Japan versus Noah match, like whereas there isn't really anything there for like Amaksa and Hiromu. Yeah. Like they also haven't done anything to build that up besides like, hey, this match is going to be real good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, just looking at the card here, do you have any other quick thoughts? Um, I feel like it's weird, actually, that they haven't really done anything to build up the Nosawa retirement match and, or the Dragon Gate versus Noah well, match. Well, yeah, and now they're dropping, like, don't retire Nosawa stuff in the media. So, who knows? <laughs> I would have thought they would have at least waited until after the match. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't even tell you what I percentage uh, I give Nosawa actually retiring. I don't know, 50-50? At this point, I'm at like 30% he's actually oh, okay. retiring. Yeah, I mean, that's very, yeah. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't blame you for that one. You know, that's a perfectly <laughs> reasonable thing to do. Because what's he going to do otherwise? He's going to become full-time office? Yeah. Um, Can you imagine Nosawa in a Yeah, suit? exactly. Um... <laughs> I guess my only other comment is, as much as I was talking about the Kento entrance, I hope all the All Japan guys get their own entrances instead of just all come. Or they don't all just come out to yeah. Kento's music. Because you want to give that to Yuma too, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could maybe do like the the LIJ gimmick where like they like assemble at the stage and like Yuma comes out to his music, like stands at the top of the stage, Suwama comes out to his music stands at the top of the stage and then they all like walk down the ramp to Kento's music. Yeah. And so let's talk about the result of that match again, just because well, Sawyer's going to be challenging for the tag titles now. Is he still yep. probably just eating the pin? Noah doesn't give a fuck. They're just doing whatever they can to get big matches on the show. I mean, that might be the one like interpromotional match where I think there's a chance that actually all Japan is losing this as well because that way you can continue the whole oh, thing. Oh, I mean, if, makes more if sense, any of like those if guys are announced, one if, of them is yeah. If any of those guys are announced for the Champion Carnival, mm-hmm. then all Japan very well is probably losing that match, right? Yeah. And I mean, then the question is also: Is the Triple Crown Champion actually going to be in this match? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that's that's a good point too, right? But, <sighs> but. Yeah, like that. That's the only thing. But yeah, then but again, like want, if I'm all Japan, I want the triple crown. Tra- I want that belt yeah. on the show. Yeah, because all of the other belt, like all of the other major belts, yeah. are on the right. show, right? And the god is not on the show. Or is are they? No, uh, the, 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 no, the um, the KOD title isn't yeah, on but the show. All Japan should want their but, title on the show. Yeah, the Dreamgate, the Dreamgate is there. The triple crown, as of now, is there. Now, obviously, like the Noah and New Japan titles are yeah. there. And uh, the uh, Princess of Princess champion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, 
a lot of like title holders are there, which is what you should want for the matches, like for this as well. Like if you're all Japan, you want to put your best foot forward. Like you put like your main title on the show. Like you have Kento walk out there with the belt because that's the best impression you can yeah. give. Are you surprised? Because this actually just popped in my head right now. Are you surprised that there's not some other older New Japan talent on this show, even in just like underguard tags? People that have teamed with, yeah, or like have, they're not a Muto's generation, but they have, you know, long known Muto. I mean, that it is weird that there's not a lot of people on the show that really have a connection to Muto at all. Yeah. Because you know who I actually realized is missing from the show? Because Kai yeah. is there. Like Kai, Kai, Kai is like one of the people that actually has a connection yeah. with Muto. But you know who's missing from this? Yeah. Sonata. Like he's not there nope. at all. Like I assume he's probably going to be ringside at least to like be in the corner of Naito. Yeah. But like otherwise it's very weird that like, like Sonata's like early career is so just inextricably tied to Keiji Muto. That it's weird that he's not on the show, like not even in like a random yeah. tag match. Because to me, he's actually a guy that would have made sense as like his final opponent. Either. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't run a Tokyo Dome. I don't think you could have run the Tokyo. No, Dome. No, no, no. But like, opponent. yeah, it's weird that they never had like a match again. Like, because when was like their last match together? Like, was that still in Wrestle One? Probably. Yeah. Um. Also, right. It's. No, okay, no, to be fair, no, they did, right, I forgot, they had the Wrestle Kingdom yeah. match. Uh, no Tana. But then, otherwise, they haven't really, like, yeah. done much together. No Tanahashi. No Tanahashi, but that one, at least, like, they had, like, they wrapped yeah. up that one, like, and I think the way they sold that match as well was, like, this is going to be, the, like, the last time you see these two. Well, also, did you see Tanahashi saying, if Muro's retiring at 60, I'm going to wrestle till I'm 61? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Sure, why not? Uh, at least his body seems to be in a better condition than Mudo's body was at this at like the same actually, age. Actually, yes, so that's true. Might actually as be able to hold up. Tanahashi's banged up. Uh, that's still very true. Yeah, I also thought took that as a dig at Mudo for being a weird, uh, insane man. Yeah, Mark for himself. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know who might actually also do the Mudo thing and who might be in like a similar condition to him when he's yeah. retiring. It's his opponent. It's oh, Naito. that's very true. Uh, yeah. Um, I still think Mudo's knees at 40 years old were worse than Naito's are now. True, but they're not that far no. off. And, yeah. um, also, I guess we should talk about this, but um, they offered, uh, or allegedly, they approached uh, the Rocks people and they wanted, like, what, a billion yen, which is like $7.6 <laughs> million dollars American. Yeah. Which Look, shoot oh, your yeah. shot. That's I what get I'm it. saying. Worst you can yeah. say is no. And if you can get him, it's a massive yeah. get. Um, also, uh, just some things. Do you see the Goldberg video? That's yeah. so funny. Talking about guys that Noah might, <laughs> might make offers to. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, uh, uh, I wonder who uh, will be in attendance for the retirement. Paul, does Kawada give uh, Mudo some flowers? Does Kobashi? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're all there. Bob Sapp? What's Bob Sapp doing these days? I have anyway? no clue. But Mudo always would continue to book Bob Sapp for years after like his star had faded in Japan. Like Bob Sapp was on 
I think Hansen is definitely going to yeah, be there. Yeah, I was going to say, you think Hansen will be there? Um, and otherwise... One person... Actually, I maybe should have said this earlier. One person that will not be there, it, unfortunately, is uh, Genichiro Tenru, who underwent emergency surgery oh, yeah. uh, like last week uh, for like a septic shock or something like that. So uh, he's been yeah. in... And that was like his second like emergency yeah, he's surgery been in, because he had to get that bone to like save his yeah. spinal cord. Uh, so yeah. yeah, he's been in very poor health, unfortunately. Um, so I don't think he'll be there. Fujinami, Fujinami not being on this show—that's sort of interesting, I suppose. Yeah. No Shiro Koshinaka. Chono will be Chono there. Would very much yeah, Chono did like a video too, so I, I assume he'll yeah. be there. Uh, no, well, Hase got heat for wrestling. So, <laughs> I would. You might send in like a video sitting at his <laughs> desk, being like, "Oh, I'm so busy with my work right now, but I wanted to send you a video at least." Uh, who else? Well, Sting did his thing. Um, yeah. Flair. Flair might send a message. I don't think Flair's. I think Flair will send. I don't think Flair's flying no. to Japan. Yeah, I think he's just going to um, send a message. Who else is there even? Um, Takada. Yeah. I think he'll be uh, there. I'd say Maeda, but they never really were like connected that much. No. Um, yeah, I, I just be. It's, I always fascinated by who uh, Kensuke. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he will be there. Like, I think he will not just be there for the KG Muto match. I think he will also be there for the. Uh, I know Japan we talked about uh, it. Like for Kento and I know we talked Katsuhiko. about them doing an angle, but I, they got to at least do a camera shot of like Kensuke and Akira Hokuto sitting in the audience, right? During that yeah, match. I, I would, I think they're going to be on commentary. That, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Or maybe Fujinami is on like commentary for the like Naito versus um, Mudo. Oh, Chono probably will be actually. Yeah. Chono will be on commentary. Um, I think that one, like I think Kobashi might be as yeah. well. Because both of them have done like commentary guest spots. Yeah. Uh... And remember, Chono, Chono, wasn't Chono there with like Ems Alliance, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. But he never like followed that up. He just disappeared. Um... Yeah. No Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Because he was in all Japan I mean, for a like, while. The more we like talk about it, the more I'm like surprised that this card isn't just a parade of old guys. Yeah. You could have, you could have literally just done it a parade of old guys in the undercard. Yeah. And they didn't do that. So I assume they're like going to come out and they're going to have like a flower ceremony for Mudo after he loses. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, with the except the only, like they managed to get most of their guy. The only real mind boggling thing from the cyber fight end is uh, no Higuchi or um, Hino, I suppose, since now he's the KOD champion, yeah. um, which I suppose is strange, but um Oh, and no Rene Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Rene Dupree. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I can't really think of... There's probably someone I'm forgetting. I'm like, well, will they at least be in attendance there? But uh, I don't know. So I think that's it. I mean, uh, uh, actually, will Daichi be there? Oh, yeah. Maybe, but he's unfortunately can't get on the show. He's going to have to give him flowers. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think they might do, like, a thing where it's, like, Daichi holds up a photo of his dad, and then him, Mojo, and Chono take oh, a Oh, yeah, that could be very true. But, like, if you're Daichi, aren't you, like, oh, I can't even get on, like, some ape man in the undercard? 
I mean, probably, but if I'm Daichi, I'm looking at this card and I'm like, I don't even know what he's doing in Big Japan right now. He's not really doing anything. I'm like, yeah, okay. He's yeah, not exactly. the tag champion. So, like, he's not yeah. a singles champion. He's spinning his wheel. Well, I mean, I'm not really watching Big Japan, but he's from looking at reading, I do read all the results and he seems to be just spinning his wheels. Um, yeah. Exactly. So, like, if I'm him, then I'm like, yeah, okay, that's why I'm not getting. If like they don't have a spot for Fujinami, oh yeah, definitely that... not having a spot for uh, yeah. <laughs> Daichi Hajimoto. Yeah, that's very true. It's sort of funny that way, but uh, um, or no Taka, because he's yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it's weird know, that there's like all of these people like, you could cl- guys that have direct connections with Muto that are not booked. Tajiri isn't there either. Yep. Well, to be fair, but Tijiri should have been on the Muta retirement show. It was weird that he wasn't yeah. there. Well, maybe nobody likes Tijiri. <laughs> yeah, I think just from based on how his career has gone, I think... I don't know. Like, I've never heard anything about Tijiri being kind of like a guy that, like, doesn't get along with people. But he but was all over the place. The like, that, like, his booking seemed to He was shrink. in New Japan. When, like, this is after he left WWE. Yeah. He was in New Japan. Or was he not... Did he go... Like, because I know he was in New Japan for a bit, uh, not contract or anything, but he's doing. He worked at. Uh, he was doing some New Japan shows, but was it all Japan first and then New Japan? Yeah. Or was. Uh, let's see. Uh, he went to all Japan okay. first, yeah. And then New Japan. And then. He... Yeah, well, uh, but it was like mainly Hustle first, oh, yeah. obviously. And then he got some. I think some of the people behind Smash and Wrestling New Classic were Hustle also backers yeah and those imploded and then he ended up in wrestle one and then that whatever although mudo had checked out by that point i think you know it was like the figurehead president and then in all japan right so he just i mean you know i could feel like he maybe doesn't have that many friends yeah no even though (laughs) uh, i don't know i mean it's interesting but uh yeah, uh, no Tenzan. Well, the man can even wrestle. Well, he can. Um, yeah, it's just interesting who's who's not on the show. And no, could no Kojima? No, Kojima is, is on the show. show. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's like the only. Yeah, one. <laughs> it's sort of funny that way, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I'm sort of interested to see, see if uh, I mentioned him earlier, but like Kawada, because I'm, I'm like, I could see Kawada being like, I don't want to have anything to do with that man. <laughs> um, I guess it depends how much money they offer him to at least. I don't know. Are they paying these people flowers? to come out and give him flowers, hand him flowers? I mean, at least like some like nominal appearance fee, right? Yeah, but he could be serving dinner at his uh, ramen <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, true. Which is also the same thing, like you know, because you know, Mudo being the character. Like I know that he ought, like he kept bringing Stan Hansen back to Japan for many years as the PWF president. But like Hansen, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't have any clue with, I don't think Hansen, I read Hansen's autobiography. He didn't say anything about bad about Mudo, but I got the impression. He's like, Oh, I was thankful that they flew me back and gave me money, but I don't think he, you know, it was like, it's not like I really wanted to. I was like desperate to do that. I was like happy staying retirement, but they were offering me money. So, I'm so, like, sure so come not. and do these appearances. So it'd just be interesting. Like maybe, yeah. but then again, I feel like Hanson would probably take the money. So, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, so that will be interesting to see. I love the retirement ceremonies when it's like a billion people from all different companies and eras <laughs> and everything. Especially for yeah. this one. It's going to be, you just know it's going to be. Someone's going to be. Oh, actually, 
Is it, it, is, is the ICP gonna be there? Oh my god, yeah. Vampiro? Yeah. Is Vampiro getting... The whole Dark Carnival. Vampiro Carnival. getting on a flight to Japan? Is Dale Torpo going to be there? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just love those retirements. And, and someone probably won't be there and we'll all speculate if they hate each other. Why not? You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So that is the big show. I have to say, I, I mean, given all of the angles and just given the historical moment that it is, I mean, I'm probably more excited for the show than I have been for any other show in a long time. Oh yeah. No, I'm. I'm. Really I've already purchased the pay per view. To be. Actually, I just yeah. went ahead and did it. Well, actually, as soon as they announced that six man, uh, I was like, I gotta buy this show. No. Oh yeah, no. I I probably will buy it as well. Um, so and I I don't I don't know my schedule next week, uh, but if I can fit in time, we should just record an episode to dedicated to the show, because it's a yeah like right after yeah let's uh, see yeah, yeah maybe uh, I don't know if I could do it even right after but we'll see, um, but maybe that yeah. week at least. So that's something yeah. to look forward to because I think it deserves its own show. It's a monumental moment. Oh wait, yeah. and then the All yeah. Japan shows no. this weekend too. Exactly. <laughs> we also have potentially an all Japan. Uh, there's a potentially have a triple crown title. Oh god. Change. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Uh, well, all things considered, my voice has held up, but it's beginning to fade. I can feel like that tingling in my throat that I've been yeah. talking too much. Uh, so no, yeah. Go go take some long scenes. And yeah, get some exactly. Rest. So we'll be back sometime, hopefully next week, to talk about uh, the all Japan Corican and the Mudo Retirement Show. It's it's funny that we're finally at this point, given how long he uh, dragged this one out. But the end is inside. The end is near. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, for Paul Vosh, I'm Gerard DeTroyo, and we'll see you very soon. Hello, Voices of Wrestling listener. Dave Ryan here. Have you ever wondered to yourself, how many hidden gems are hidden away inside the last years of World Championship Wrestling? Have you ever asked yourself how many tenuous gags can be made about the name Mike Enos? And have you ever thought about what it sounds like for two Irishmen to interpret a very chaotic company through its B-show? The answers to all this and more are just a click away. Check out Days of Thunder every second Thursday on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network.